Hey everybody, this is Alex Barthet with TheLeanZone.com. Today we're going to talk to Brent Huffman. How you doing today, Brent? How you doing, Alex? Okay, you know. Uh, enjoying, I, uh, enjoying your Saturday? Well, yeah, that's, it. that's true. It is a Saturday. Um, <laughs> and in my, we're going, we're going in my new home office. Nice, nice. Yeah, we're yeah. going above and beyond on a Saturday to bring you some information here. So, uh, so you asked me before I hit record, what am I hearing? Um, I, I, a lot of our clients are, are very, very concerned. I talked to someone uh, just yesterday and about a third of his backlog, uh, not, I take that back, not even backlog, active projects on hold. Just um, we'll get back to you. Just demobilize. We'll we'll let you know. Some of it because of the coronavirus directly, meaning um, they couldn't work in confined spaces. It while yeah. construction in Miami Dade County is permitted currently. Right. Um, you know you have to have you know still the separation of workers and. Did you um, hear the Did you hear the update about the permit office uh, in uh, on Miami Dade County permit office there on Coralway had a reported case of. Uh, something I, I didn't get all the details but uh, apparently they closed the permitting office now wow so what does that mean yeah i i, I don't know if they're gonna let the per it's every time we hear something we're just like this open-ended question of like what's next <laughs> what happens now yeah. and uh, you know i've just been telling my clients to to remain positive look at some of the the positive aspects of this uh one of the good things about construction is that we're working outside in an open environment uh, obviously, the folks from the office, uh, with all the technology that we have these days, uh, you know, we can, you know, the phone, the computer, the, you know, everything. You can talk to your colleagues and, the, you know, the people that you work with so easily now. And the guys in the field, they, you know, they they understand. I've talked to a bunch of them this week. They understand they got to maintain a distance from their from their coworkers. I mean, they're really. From the guys that I saw this week, they're really doing a good job about it. Uh, I just but it's but Brent, it, Brent, it, but we have to. I mean, it's hard though, right? You know, super hard. It's, super it's not hard. just it's not just the distance. It's the um, I'm using my drill, my saw, my screwdriver. Sure. I put it sure. down, and you know what? Someone someone else is gonna it's gonna touch it. Sure, you know, and that's you know the, the guys are using gloves. They're using the the face shields. I'm, uh, one thing that one of the, my contractors asked me, you know, hey, hey, Brent, you know, we don't we don't have water on the job site. How are these guys going to wash their hands? And I said, listen, call the Porter John people up. They've got portable sinks that they can deliver to your job site. He's like, they really have that? And I'm like, yes, yes, I've seen them before. He called up and he had a couple delivered to his job site for people to wash their hands. Right. So I think that just that that continual, you know, giving the 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 construction companies. One little piece of information like that, you know, just opens up, you know, it, it, it keeps them positive. And I've been all week, I've been trying to think about positive things I could tell people to do because there's, there's just so much negative, you know, vibes coming out there. It's. Yeah, I agree. You know, you, you mentioned the, the, the uh, permit office. I think it's only a matter of time before as more tests happen that people yeah. are going to find out that, well, so-and-so had it and 
she was in the permit office. Now we got to close that. And then they were right. in the, um, you know, uh, plans office, the plan room, and that we got to close that. And but how I how far it, how far if the testing is happening now, what is how far back have they had it? Right. So it's not it's not just the the distancing or the isolation of the people now, but how far back have we gone and where have those people been? So this is unprecedented in my in my opinion. So tell me from your perspective um, as a ocean safety expert and consultant, what what should what is OSHA doing? If anything, right now, with respect to the coronavirus, that's quite that's part one. Part two is, OK, I'm a construction company. What should I be doing? So he, here's let's answer that in two parts. So what OSHA they, they, they have a publication now on their website, it's like 35 pages. And they've basically done a summary. Uh, you, you can go to OSHA.gov and pull the summary up and read it. Uh, I've, I've read it. And one of the things that I really think is important in there is that they're putting an emphasis on we're concerned more the, about the high risk people, the healthcare workers, and how do we protect those people? I mean, those are those are the frontline, you know, workers, the 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 fire rescue guys that are transporting to the hospital. I have a, a firefighter that lives across the street from me, and he said, "Miami Dade Fire Rescue." They went around and gathered up all of their personal protective equipment from all their stations. And now if they get a call to go out to uh, render care to a patient and they're exhibiting signs of the COVID-19 uh, virus, they have to call their fire chief and they bring the pre for the crew to come and render care to the patient. So they've kind of, uh, you know, they, they've got a plan in place. Uh, you know, OSHA, they, their, half of their publication was concerned about those type of people and the healthcare workers, uh, you know, and that's why they're, they're, they're telling people, hey, if you, if you got symptoms, don't go to the hospital. I mean, that's like the worst place you can go because you're, you, you've got other people in there that are, that, that are sick. You're going to, you know, get yourself sick. You have an underlying condition. So now we're just going to make, make this thing just go out of control. So one of the things that OSHA was saying is, is hey, there, there's no regulatory standard that, you know, addresses this. The OSHA is very is a very broad case. So one of the things they say in here is, you know, hey, follow the general duty clause. And you ask me, well, what's the general duty clause? It's saying, uh, you know, it basically requires employers to furnish each worker, each employee, employment and a place of employment which are free from recognized hazards that are causing or likely to cause death or serious physical harm. So they're saying you, you got to do whatever it takes to protect your workers, to protect your employees. And so far from what I've seen, we, we have a lot of responsible companies doing that these days. So There's what if I'm a company and I can't get any more masks for my employees? Do yeah, I just, yeah. I, I just, I, okay guys, that's it. We're shutting down. I, I think that's probably the responsible thing to do if you're doing a task that requires some type of respiratory protection. You got to remember in construction, we deal with a lot of um, hazardous uh, chemicals, environments. I mean, we're talking about, you know, things like silica, uh, asbestos. I think asbestos kills like 
24, 25,000 people a year in the United States. So, uh, and then we, I mean, just think about the lead. I think lead still kills, I think the numbers are like 400,000 people a year from, from lead exposure. So, I mean, we're, I mean, we've got the bloodborne pathogen standard. I mean, we've, we've got a lot of things in the OSHA standard that address hazardous situation. So they're just saying, hey, add this in for right now and follow the general duty clause and really look at the PPE standard, uh, which requires gloves, eye, face protection, respiratory protection, those type of things. So we, we have a lot of things in place that we already use to protect our workers from other hazardous materials, hazardous environments. And they're just saying, hey, apply those things the same way you would to the, the you know, having people infected with a virus. And so, I, and I, th- I think the healthcare workers are doing the same thing. They're, they're following sure. their standard practices of how they would deal with anybody that comes in there with, you know, whether it's influenza or, you know, some type of underlying respiratory condition that they have to protect not only themselves, but making the, the patient comes in with a low immune system. So if the, if the healthcare workers, uh, you, you know, aren't using the, the PPE, they could infect the patients as well and make them even more sick. Right. So, so it, it's a it's a two way street here. It's not like, oh, I'm just, you know, I, I can infect other people or, you know, people can infect me as well. So, so what are you seeing in the field from the people that you're talking to, um, how they're dealing with it specifically um, to try to solve this problem to keep working? Because construction right now is one of the few, um, you know, in quotes, essential industries uh, but there are cities across this uh, uh, across the country, and um, that that are shutting down construction. So, yeah. what 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 do what do what are you seeing your folks do in the field? I'll I'll be honest with you. They're they're really carrying on with operations as as normal. Uh, they're really taking the distancing thing seriously. Uh, one thing I saw the other day was. Uh, they were uh, distancing themselves at the break tables. When they were taking their breaks, they were sitting far away from each other because really the, the virus is transmitted by a, a contact with another person that's either wiped their face or their, their mouth and they've got the, you know, they've got the saliva or whatever. They sneeze on their hand and they touch somebody else or they sneeze or cough into somebody else's face. So, that, that really they, that six foot rule is really what they're trying their best to maintain. But, you know, they're really, I, I haven't seen uh, too much of a change. I've, I've seen some PPE. Uh, I've encouraged the guys to wear uh, face shields and, and, you know, the N95 mask, if they're going to be working in a close proximity with a, you know, most, most of the time they're doing that stuff anyway. Uh, my, my drywall guys were doing a good job of it the other day. My stucco guys were doing a good job of it the other day. Uh, I had some guys, you know, cutting some concrete sidewalk the other day, you know, they're wearing the face protection and, you know, wearing the, the N95 mask. So, I mean, I, I really think contractors have a good understanding of what it takes to protect the workers out in the field, because, you know, we're, we're using some of this equipment in our normal day-to-day operations, have you heard about any job sites where there's been a known case and what has happened because of it or a suspected I, I, case? I, I did hear about one yesterday. Um, they, they had a job site 
that they suspected somebody was had come down with the, the virus. And they took precautions. The, the person had gone home already and had you know reported that they were sick. And, and what they did is they, they shut the job site down. They told all the people that they couldn't, they, they had to go home and they couldn't go to another job site for 14 days. So they're wow. taking a, they're taking a two week off, uh, two, taking a two week break from the job site, and then they're gonna allow everybody to come home, come back. But the person that was reported to thought that, and 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 from what I've heard out there is that the the process, the approval process to get the to get checked out by the virus, you've got to go through your primary care physician, and they've got to order the the test. You've got to show the underlying conditions. Uh, not the underlying conditions, the, the, the symptoms of having it to even get the test. And then they're sending these tests off to private testing uh, labs. And I've heard as much as, you know, seven to nine days until you can oh get some God. results. Yeah, that's what they told me yesterday. So, uh, you know, even if you take a two-week break, you may not hear back whether the person had the virus or not for at least a week. So, And, and I don't know all of that to be... Uh, true from you know from location to location or patient to patient or hospital to hospital just sort of what I'm hearing from feedback from my from my uh, from my contractor so they, uh, they 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 made the the prudent choice to say hey this is what we're going to do we're going to take this break for two weeks and we'll, we'll see where it goes from there I mean look but, man, but they, let me let me ask you going back to this job I mean was it one trade one company that pulled yeah. off for two weeks or no, was the, every trade? The, no, the general contractor pulled the plug on, on everybody. They made, so, you know, I want to say from what I know of this job, it probably affected 20, 25 workers. Wow. So the, you know, I think the GC was being prudent when they made the call on this and they advised the owner of it. They told him what they were doing. And I, I, I asked the project manager, I said, Hey, uh, excusable, compensable delay here. I mean, are, are we're now we're not just worried about the safety and health of our workers, but what's going to happen to some of these job sites? I mean, are these are these owners, are these uh, you know these municipalities, whatever it is, are they going to consider this a, a you know a, a compensable or excusable delay for some of these contractors? Because I I really think that that is the deciding factor sometimes of whether they stop work or not. Oh, it's it's a huge factor. And and I think the example that you gave is one of many that is either happening now or is going to happen because it's it's inevitable. It's an it's absolutely inevitable that yeah. as more people get tested, more people are going to get confirmed. And yeah. as they get confirmed, they're going to they're going to follow the track of where that person has been. Correct. And they're going to go back to all those places and advise them what's happening. And then, then what do you do from there? Right. And the, and I agree with you. The prudent thing is to is to is to shut down the job because you don't know. Um, and as a result, I think, I, you know, I, I take it on a case by case basis. I, I really think the owners and these contractors really need to have a serious conversation between themselves. Because I, I don't think it should be a, a decision that's made uh, unilaterally by the contractor or the owner. I really think it's a, hey, if we're serious about this, let's let's the two of us talk and, 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 and come to an agreement before we stop work. Because 
no contractor, no owner wants to stop. You know that. Sure. Nobody, nobody, nobody likes that word. No, but the, but the problem that you have is if I'm an owner and I need this job done because I have a bank loan, uh, you know, a two week delay, you know, that's, that could be a month delay. And in this economy, who knows, it could be, it could be two or three months before everything gets ramped back up. So now my job just sits there for for that long? We also know that it's quick to stop, but it's harder to start back. Very hard. Your your workers are going to leave, and then it's hard to get them back. Your contractors are going to go. Then they're going to say, well, we got to go to another job. And then when we finish that one, we'll we'll put you back on the schedule kind of thing. Well, with one exception now, Brent, with one exception, and that is, I have already started to hear about significant layoffs uh, of of the trades folk because jobs are not starting, because jobs that were supposed to start are not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, not yeah. That some some contractors are not even wanting to start. Correct. They're they're just saying, hey, listen, we're just going to focus on the stuff. We're going to try and clear our plate right now, and we're not even wanting to start anything. I heard that from one of my contractors the other day. He's like, hey, hey I got two jobs, and I'm I'm trying to finish these, and I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to start anything right now. Yeah, there's a lot of risk, and and the uncertainty sure. creates more risk. Yeah, and and I think the in uncertainty of this causes more panic, more fear, more. Right. Uh, more questions, more uh, just, hey, what do we do next? What, what what's going to happen now? And the the more you continue on, I think the the more the more exposure we have, and the more risk that we're putting our employees in in harm's way. So I I encouraged uh, a few of my contractors to take some precautionary measures, to to do some some things that we thought were prudent. And I also told some of them, I was like, hey man, listen, if you want me to be part of a conversation with your owner, your municipality, whoever you're working for, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And just because it, it helps to have a, you know, for me, a third party person to say to the owner, says, hey, listen, I, I don't think this is prudent to continue on, but uh, my contractor has me here because he's worried about delay. The, the, the infamous word say, hey, we, we're going to stop work because we feel it's the right thing to do. And we want to make sure that you're, you're on board with it. So what are some of the specific things that you can advise uh, contractors to do? I know every trade's a little different, but you know we talked about masks, gloves, six feet. Um, the hand-washing station, great idea. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of fall back onto the hierarchy of controls of what, how we deal with hazards, whatever hazard it is. I mean, it sort of encompasses a, a, a strategy of how you deal with the hazard. So uh, the, the, we, we have a step and we go in an order of the hierarchy to make sure that we're protecting our workers in the best way possible. So the first step in the hierarchy is elimination. It's the number one step to you eliminate a hazard. So can we eliminate COVID-19 right now? Well, we're, we're trying to do all the underlying things past the elimination part, which is engineering controls, which is uh, working between barriers, uh, putting, putting visqueen up between an area where two workers are working so 
they form a separation. Uh, the, the administrative controls is keeping the six foot distance, uh, keeping your workers separated away from each other so that they, they can't contaminate one another. Like you said before, hey, no more sharing tools. You got to bring all your own tools. Every, every, every guy's got to have a bucket of tools and no, no back and forth sharing. Uh, and then we've, we've, got the, uh, we've got one of the last steps, which is PPE. And we, we do them in those order because the elimination is most effective, then the, uh, then the engineering, then the administrative controls, and then PPE is the last one because the, the PPE is not going to uh, you know, separate you from the hazard. It, it's, you're still going to get contaminated. It's just going to get on the PPE, not right. on you. So right. we, we try to make them focus on that approach so that they, they try the elimination part. And I had a contractor the other day that uh, shared an email with me uh, that he sent out to all his workers. And he said, you know, hey, if anybody feels, you know, that they are not safe at work and want to, you know, take some time off, you know, to, to tell us and they'll, they'll, they'll permit him to take the time off. I think the biggest problem that I've seen is most people can't afford to take the time off. No, most no. people can't be off a week or two. They just don't have no. that luxury, you know. So, so it sounds good, but uh, you know, I, I asked any of my contractors, and I said, "Hey, you, are you, do you have the ability to pay, you know, sick leave or anything for these contractors?" And I, I you know, it, and everybody's payment is, you know, some of these contractors, you know, most of these guys are 1099s. They're not all working as an, you know, an employee-employer relationship. So they're independent. I think, I think that issue is going to get tested. Oh, a yeah. Lot more, uh, yeah. Now, you know, with the family first act that was just signed a few days I ago. See, I saw that the other day. Um, we, uh, you know, that two weeks of paid leave for folks that fall under the act um, requires you to be an employee. Yeah. Not a contractor. And if you are getting if, if you are, you know, I like it when folks say, I have 1099 employees. I don't know what the fuck that is. What is that? Right? <laughs> it's 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 a contrary statement. Yes. I have someone that is Nobody. effectively <laughs> my employee that I just pay, I'm paying him off the books. Yeah. Um, you know, all of those issues are now going to get tested. Absolutely. Um, Look, the, the, the FMLA, FMLA is going to get tested. You know, it, it's it really is an unprecedented time. And I've encouraged, and the one of the reasons why I've encouraged my my contractors, my, my my clients to take care of their employees during this time, is because we know how hard it is to get qualified workers. So when we come out of this, you're not gonna you you're gonna let all your qualified guys go. And how hard is it gonna be get get back to work when if you stopped work or, or you let these guys go? And you're now you now flip the switch and say let's go. You're gonna, hey, where's all my people? Well, they went to go work for somebody else. Right. So some of these guys, uh, you know, that are key players, and even some of the even some of the you know the laborers, and those guys got to work. So if you don't take care of those people, when you when you flip the switch on and we're ready to go back, I think I think you're you're gonna be hurting. So you're not an economist. I'm not an economist. But what are you hearing from the people you're talking to, what you're thinking about uh, when it's going to come back? I mean, I will tell you, 
the things I'm hearing um, make it hard to for me to imagine that it's going to come back very soon. Um, I mean, it feels like the entire world is grinding to a standstill. Um, and, you know, money is is going to stop flowing at the, at the highest levels. Yeah. You know, um, that's where it stops flowing first. Yeah. Because it flows down. Yeah. You know, watching watching CNBC this week and watching the market tank was unprecedented in my life. Never seen that before. I mean, we saw a little bit in 2008, but we knew we knew that we could fix that problem because it was a financial problem. Correct. Now we have an unknown cure to how you fix the financial problem. That's an underlying cause of what this virus has done to our economy. It almost so, makes 2008 look like a little blip. That, that yeah, that was that was an easy problem to deal with. Now, right. if you look at this, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I'm just trying to uh, you know remain positive. Uh, I'm I'm teaching two classes at FIU right now this semester, and I I've had so we they were in person classes and we transitioned to obviously I'm teaching the safety course for them. And we switched like a light switch like that. Within two days, we're fully online. Everybody was on the online system. And so I set everything up for everybody. I was trying to be as helpful as possible to my students and listen to their problems and try to help them out. And I've done three online classes so far. And I have 40 students registered in each class. And I'm getting 37, 38 students that log in with no problem. So we're having some pretty good success with that, and I'm very happy about it. And at the start of every class, I, I ask my students, hey, man, what's tell, tell me what you guys – tell me your problems. Tell me, tell me what is – and we just start out. We have like a 15, 20-minute conversation to just, just talking to each other. You know, tell me what's going on with you. Tell me what you're you know, you, you know, having difficulties with. And I think that's really what we need to do is talk to one another – you know, and you could do it like we're doing now, do it remotely, do it on the phone, do it on the Zoom, do it on the whatever platform that you're on. Just talk to your coworkers and talk to your clients and just tell them, hey, man, what are you guys having problems with? Tell me, I might have the answer for you. So what are some of the, the so what are some of the guys saying uh, and gals? What are they, uh, is it mostly a health concern? Is it a financial concern is it i don't know if i'm gonna have a job yeah. i don't F financial some i mean some of these contractors i mean they're on a month-to-month -month basis right i mean they're they're waiting on those checks to come in and you know they rely on that ongoing work to you know bankroll their business and pay their people they're you know some of these smaller firms they're not capitalized to continue on a lengthy basis i mean we're talking about you you go past 90 days with some of these guys and right. they're in trouble yeah they're they're financially in trouble so we're gonna come are we gonna come out of this with all of the same contractors that we had before oh those, absolutely not absolutely uh, are those, not. only the strong those, will survive are those guys gonna be there yeah so and, and my students are telling me the other night they're like you know professor we're, we're tired of being at home we want we want to go back to school. This, you know, they like the interaction with the other students. They right. like the interaction with the professor. So I think that's the toughest thing for that, for them too. And uh, for the construction guys, I mean, this is a brotherhood. I mean, people really 
work together out there in the field and it's tough to be separated from your your brothers your 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 team you're you know we're used to going to the office and it's a you're seeing that you're it's it's a whole team of people that make this work and when you all go separate and go to your houses it's you know it's 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 definitely a it's different times let's put it that way that's for sure um i would only thing i would suggest for for people to do is just hey man let's just talk to others and find out what's troubling them you may have the answer to it it may be a quick fix and try to stay positive um so let's add let me ask you the most important question i haven't asked you how is the new addition in your family doing oh the little guy's good man we got thank god we got in the hospital and had had birth my wife gave birth february 23rd so we, we, we got out of the hospital and got the little guy home just before, before madness. Uh, the madness started in the hospital. Yeah. And you know my condition of having surgery right after my wife gave birth. Right. So I, got, I was sort of in the hospital right as the madness was starting. And I was like, I got to get out of here quick. Right, right. But everyone's so, good. Everyone's home safe. Man, everybody's good. Everybody's healthy. Good. I mean, we just, we're, we're thankful. How uh, how can folks get a hold of you if they have questions about OSHA and safety for their business? What's the best uh, way to do it, Brent? Uh, three ways. You can go to my website. You can check out all the resources that we have here uh, at the website, www.corpsafetysolutions.com. You can get me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can search me on LinkedIn. It's Brent, B-R-E-N-T. My last name is Huffman, H-U-F-F-M-A-N. And we're also on Instagram. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Corp Safety Solutions. And then obviously the Facebook is the same as well, Corp Safety Solutions. Perfect. Brent, so hit us up with any questions, man. If, even if you're not my client, throw a question my way. I may have the answer for you. And I think some of the answers start to calm some of the, the, the craziness down because we all know that we don't need to rush to the store and buy all the toilet paper. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Brent, I want to thank you again for taking the time today. Uh, I have a feeling we'll be talking again very soon. Thanks, Alex, man. Take care of yourself.